Here the old gods are dead. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, welcome back to the Creepy Wee Podcast. My name is Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Liam. Did you I like know. it? <laughs> <laughs> I gasped. I've been doing it on my own for a year. Okay, I was um, shocked. <laughs> I, I'm kind of shocked. I just felt like doing it there. I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> good mood. Why am I in a good mood? Because, well, actually, you start with your in. My in. Uh, so my in this week is Julian. <laughs> uh, I gave up for a month and then my girlfriend ordered a vape and I was like well it'd be rude not to <laughs> it would be or rather like she started again so I was like well there it goes my out is my lung health <laughs> <laughs> and my gum health <laughs> oh the gums it yeah, really takes what? on the gums so immediately it's yeah, so at least some. At least it's not like an elf bar that I'm using because they're they are rancid. They're dirty. Like kids, if you're listening, please put the elf bar down. <laughs> so that's so sad to hear. But like, if it makes I mean, you happy, I guess <laughs> it does make me happy. And also, like, considering the state of the world, like caring about your lung health. <laughs> no, my granda died like a, like I don't know, like two thousand eight or something, like a long time ago. But he was like told to stop smoking, but you would find cigarettes everywhere, and it was very much like he definitely was just like, "Why would I want to be alive if I'm not happy?" <laughs> sort of thing. My, my, my and I respect that. that. My pop did that. They were like, "So you have lung cancer?" And he was like, "Right, I'm away by a twenty day." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marble right. gold only from now on. <laughs> I'm just actual unfiltered cigarettes. Thank you. <laughs> American miss him. <laughs> I miss him. Um, Why are you so cheery, Liam? Well, first of all, I want to say my in. My okay. in is the Lisa Rinna M&M. I'm so... <laughs> well, to clue people in, what is the Lisa Rinna M&M? Okay, so for some reason... <laughs> There's a picture of Lisa, Lisa Rinna from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills married to Harry Hamlin, 
who is definitely gay. <laughs> but um, yeah, she there's a picture of her like on a red carpet doing her little interview thing, but someone turned it into an M&M, like an orange M&M. <laughs> and then there's this weird internet thing going on right now where people will make surprise Lisa Rinna M&M appearances, but to the song after like by like Ive or some some K-pop band <laughs> um and I love it I'm we're just gonna have it. to we're gonna have to share this because it, it's it's not even like it's like a a meme done by multiple people it is one account one person one person is just making this a meme and they're doing a really good job like the it's very the some of them are like so David, good David David Lynchian kind of Lisa Rinna Eminem videos. No, the ones where it's like a full backstory, but like the plot devices that are employed, like it was better than Nope. I'm not even kidding. Like the one, <laughs> one where them, she like disappears them, into the wormhole. <laughs> it really reminded me like Mulholland Drive. <laughs> real, real. <laughs> we'll post these on Twitter and Instagram so you can find them. Or at least Twitter. just retweet them from the original yeah, yeah. credit to artists where it's due you know other than that what else has gone on in your life well my out my out is university because i'm finally Woo. fucking done i had my viva today <laughs> and i could not be happier like i really enjoyed doing my project this year and i got like offered a very nice little job off of the back of it that is a like just a real big boy job for me is it sexy to say big boy job i just say it in terms of like me when i when i spoke about when i spoke about getting my job i was like this is a big boy job (laughs) (laughs) and like people they were like how would you plan to manage your time as like one of the interview questions i was like i was working two jobs and being a master's degree you cannot phase me at this point you can't like (laughs) a five-day working week for me is like the dream (laughs) people are like reduce it to four and i'm like as long as it's not seven honestly (laughs) (laughs) that's fine i'm so tired and i'm sick i always get sick after exam periods but i'm fucking free worst experience of my fucking life (laughs) i'm I'm so happy it feels like like we've only like well we've known each other for years and years but like when we met feels like literally six years ago of course it isn't but i feel like you've been in the shackles of university for a very long time <laughs> like sia in beyonce's basement like that's how i felt <laughs> do you remember that you're jack and you're jack antonoff in lana del rey's basement <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah i just feel um energetic but also like i could sleep for like the next month I handed yeah. in my notice to my old job, however, <laughs> and then yesterday they were like, oh, can you work, like, and it's so hard to motivate yourself to work a notice period when you have another job lined up, mm-hmm. because you don't need the reference, and I'll never need the reference, because it doesn't apply to the field I work in, they just want to ask, like, You want lecture. the holiday pay the way. <laughs> exactly, and also, um, I just feel bad for the people I work with if I don't go in. But, like, they then asked me to work tomorrow as well. And I was like, it's hard enough to work the, like, however many shifts I have left. And I want to add more. I literally went, (laughs) when she asked, I went, and then she was like, should I take that as a no? And I was like, well, you shouldn't take it as a resounding yes. (laughs) (laughs) I did not want to be here. Fucking retail and hospitality managers are just, like, chancers. Yeah. Worst thing they could say is no. But, like, if you do say no, they'll, like, be like, but we're a family. (laughs) <laughs> think of your think yeah, of the children family. Um, <laughs> but, yeah it could be worse like I once had a manager who whenever someone like handed in their resignation to their 
to get a job that paid more than 450 an hour um <laughs> she would be like she would act betrayed and be like what this isn't good enough for you and it's like babe you can't even buy a pack of smarties on an hour's wage like <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> i just think that um people under 18 should be paid the same for doing the same job like i don't understand why they get paid less I can't even remember how much I got paid when I first started working in McDonald's because I've been I think I've trauma blocked it like I think it was four four seventy four fifty it might even be it might have just been four pound I'm not sure because I started working there when I was like 16 or 17 and then I got I got promoted to be a crew trainer and the wage jump was so embarrassing that the people who I was training, I couldn't tell them how much I was making. Why? Because like was it? the weight, just to be like a one position above in this in the restaurant that I worked in, it, there was such a gap, and it was a bit unfair. Like even though I was you training think it's them, because they can't uh, keep you on like an under 18s wage if you're training. Yeah, people. so it was like an 18 year old's wage, and it was obviously like a mere senior position, but like it just felt like. It was shameful. I was yeah. like, we're all doing the same thing most of the time up here for like once a week our train. Yeah, Sunday. you were the pigs in Animal Farm. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not speaking on this. I read books. Anyway, that was... Who did you send I to the glue factory? <laughs> <laughs> I was... I have nightmares that I work there constantly that I'm still in that job. I had one last night. I was just telling my dad about this. And uh, it's not even like it's like a proper nightmare or, or even a dream. Like nothing weird or like bad happens I'm just doing a shift so like I go to sleep and then I go to work and I feel robbed in my sleep no, like that... last night I just dreamt that I was like in a drive-thru being like hiya what can I get you <laughs> the bit in um American Horror Story Apocalypse <laughs> where uh, Madison's working in retail <laughs> that is what it was like <laughs> that is my hell well, back to retail <laughs> you speaking of hell on earth i've got a news story for edinburgh that took place at the end of august um <laughs> was it um the bins no it's not about the bins it isn't even fringe related although i feel like the person the perpetrator of this crime might have been visiting edinburgh during the fringe okay so reliable so, source. the headline is rare edinburgh headstone stolen from historic graveyard as police hunt u.s tourists Mm. <laughs> why would they steal a <laughs> a historic edinburgh graveyard has been targeted by a thief who stole a rare and irreplaceable marble headstone the incident took place at greyfriars kirk on candlemaker row on august 21st took the if you look at the images if you just put in greyfriars kirk into google and then press like news the images will come up they've took like a whole slab gravestone they've just pulled it and took it away how could one person have done that it says american tourists that was like 20 people (laughs) they were looking for it's like a ginger woman with an american accent which could just be something (laughs) (laughs) so the stone dating back hundreds of years was taken from the graveyard in the city center believed to have been the inspiration for some of the jk rollins harry potter blah 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 Mm. and how she like named people police sergeant charlotte crerer said we are appealing for information following the vandalism and theft of our marble facing stone headstone we are keen to trace a woman who has been seen in the area she is described as being around five foot six inches tall with red ginger hair and a slim build the way it was just jk rowling she spoke with an american accent (laughs) tilda's went in doing a character study (laughs) (laughs) but like folk were like so obviously people were like tweeting about this it is really horrible like she's defaced a grave 
grave. Folkmore alluding to the fact that like it might be like one of her ancestors or something like that, and she just took it because it wasn't actually one of the Harry Potter graves like that J.K. Rowling used to name a character in Harry Potter. Mm. But it was like fixed onto a mausoleum, and she's ripped it down or on a wall of some sort, and she's ripped it down and took it. But if she was an American tourist visiting, the what UK, was she expecting to do with it? That's but how I'm... did she? How did she get that out of Edinburgh Airport? She would have to declare that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you. <laughs> they, like, surely the people at the airport would definitely be like, "That's a gravestone." Nah, definitely Ryanair flight. No one questioned anything. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, "Sorry, that doesn't fit in the underseat storage. You're gonna have to put that in the bin." <laughs> <laughs> but like, how? <laughs> so, if any listeners have been in, uh, we're in Edinburgh on August twenty first, and like maybe was it you? Do you have any? Was it you? Like, well, that's not. <laughs> but that's that's what I used in in place of a listener story the day because I found that obviously it's horrific, defacing a grave. But it's a little but, bit funny. But it is a little bit funny that she managed to like like go in with like a big sack on her bag and be like, did 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 like <laughs> steal a grave. I didn't know I noticed. <laughs> like, Greyfriars Kirk is relatively busy like most of the time, especially in August. Like, how did Nabe stop her? Like, if I seen somebody do that, I would throw hands. <laughs> or at least be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like... She's like, I'm the Mackenzie Poulter, guys. <laughs> I'm the ghost of Mary, Queen of Scots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what about Mary, Queen of Scots being on the shortbread um, Wikipedia? <laughs> so I was, I was at work on my break just eating some shortbread and I was like we kind of like went off Scotland went off when we made shortbread so like I went onto the Wikipedia and they were like <laughs> I'm actually gonna have to get this up it's so, so dumb it's so stupid again we've spoke about this many times how Mary Queen of Scots is attributed to like every single story in Scottish history or any place in Scotland has yeah, something to like say the Einstein quote of Scottish history like every Marla Mon- attributed to Einstein. Marla Monroe yeah literally <laughs> shortbread originated in scotland although it was was prepared during much of the 12th century and probably benefited from cultural exchange with french pastry chefs during the old alliance or old alliance between france and scotland the refinement of shortbread is popularly credited to mary queen of scots <laughs> and then further on in the article it says not much is known about mary queen of scots baking skills and it's like, of course she didn't have any baking skills. Like, yes, she could sew, and she was very intelligent because she was, like, a educated lady. She had to be. She that... could read the recipe, that's it. Like, it was fine on its own. Why did you need to put Mary Queen of Scots on that? I, I'm just surprised that, like, nothing's there about, like, Burns Night or anything like that. It's just like, oh, here's your chance to link. To... I think it's because if you're in a Wikipedia page and you link to, like, quite a popular page, it kind of, like, boosts... Well, that's how web pages work. Kind of like boosts the yeah. clickability of the shortbread page. Like maybe it wasn't busy enough. So they were like, mm, we need to, we need to lie. <laughs> we need to lie. <laughs> Me when I'm doing an episode, honestly. You when you're posting about aliens on the Instagram. <gasps> <laughs> if any is done fully us on Instagram, I was caught lying. Well, not lying, just being stupid on main being wrong she was just wrong being she wrong. wasn't lying she was just incorrect <laughs> i posted a 3d render in the uh, ufo and i was like yeah this is legit 
everyone like go and look at it and then the next post i'm like if you've seen our last post no you didn't and like it, the original post got like 130 likes and folk were like oh, is this real and i was like yeah <laughs> i just used the first picture i seen on google no and you were arguing with someone's me. mom i know i know I Catch hands. i was she was like that's a lot of snow on in the background of that picture considering you're saying it was august and i was like eh, it's the highlands like it's the cairngorms like NBD. I've seen snow in summer. In and the then she was like, "Where's the heather?" <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm gonna." And then I went to Google and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Still, uh, the the original, the real picture of the UFO is very accurate. If you if you want to see it, you can go to our Instagram. You can see how embarrassed uh, I was in the second. Can't post. the original post up though because it was making moves. So. <laughs> I, Clout is clout, like. (laughs) (laughs) All publicity is good publicity. Speaking of being wrong, speaking of me being wrong, speaking of me doing bad research, um, the episode that we're doing the day is going to be me making amends for an article that I wrote where I was just doing some, like, fun, fun pseudo-journalism, like, two years ago on something called the Creepy Wee WordPress, which only has one article on it. Which is this story that I'm going to be telling, but it's it completely was, falsified. <laughs> yeah, completely falsified, and I've kind of kind of tried to dig myself out of that right now. Not that anybody ever read it, but it was like it's the creepy wee podcast before there ever was a podcast. Is I was going to start doing this WordPress and stuff, and uh, never did it again. Thank God, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take a wee break, and then I'll I'll come back and I'll tell this story. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This story is, it's one of Scotland's like unexplained mysteries that has like a lot of hype around it. It's attached to Alistair Crowley. Some people compare it to like the Elisa Lamb case. You know, you know that one where the woman was like in that lift and then she she was being all weird in the lift and then she ended up being like she went missing and they found her in like a water tank on in the Cecil Hotel. Was she alive? You're, no, she was dead. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know. Like, I've never heard of Elisa Lamb. Elisa Lamb, Elisa Lamb. I don't know. It's quite it's quite like a famous like Reddit unexplained mysteries kind of thing. But real? this. I think she was just like a mentally ill woman who ended up dying, but everybody's like, oh, she was like possessed, possessed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this, this, some people draw comparisons between the story that I'm going to tell today and the Elisa Lamb case. Who was first? So this is this one. This one took place in like the 20s, and then the Eliza Lamb case took place in like the 2010s at some point. This is the story of the strange death in Netta Fornario. On November 19th, 1929, the Isle of Iona could have passed for a scene for the Wicker Man. Police had just right. found the body in Netta Fornario. She lay naked, exposed to the elements with holes in the earth surrounding her. Iona is a small island in the Inner Hebrides, and it's often referred to as the Cradle of Christianity due to its links to St. Columba. In 563, the Irish monk introduced the religion of Christianity to the Scots of the Gallic Kingdom that encompassed the western seaboard of Scotland. Oh, we slandered him before. Good and we'll us. do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I've actually nothing bad to say about them this time. <laughs> the island's oldest surviving structure is a chapel named after St. Oren, who, according to legend, was buried alive in a sacrifice to prevent the walls of the church falling down. So, a spooky place. Yeah. yeah. It became a burial ground in the 11th century, and in 1549, inventory holds the graves of 48 Scottish, 8 Norwegian, and 4 Irish kings. There's also a large fairy mound on the isle called Sheehan Moor. It's been the scene for many Christian and pagan rituals on Iona and tradition claims that if you're to disturb the earth on a fairy mound... You'll catch hands. Yeah, you'll catch fey hands, basically. Like, (laughs) very, very bad luck. Spiritual hands. Due to its links with paganism and spiritualism and the Fae, folklorists believe that the entire island is a place where spiritual activity is strong and the veil between our world and the Fae world is very thin. Falkirk Triangle 2, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) So it's no wonder that an occultist like Netta Fornario would be drawn to such a place. Netta was born Mary Emily Fornario and she went by Netta in her later life. It's her chosen name so I'll go for that. She was born in Cairo in 1897 to an English mother and an Italian father. Netta's mother died in the year following her birth and her dad abandoned her and placed her in the care of her maternal grandparents in London. When she was still quite young her grandparents both passed away and she was sent off to boarding school. So she spends Macy her youth in boarding schools outside of London and went on to attend Ladies College where she received a proper education. Upon receiving her inheritance when she turned 18, she spent her 20s in Italy as a citizen and then returned to London in 1922. When she returns to London, esotericism and spiritualism had increased in popularity since the mid-18th century in Western Europe, and many occult groups and secret societies had formed, boasting members that were amongst the wealthiest and most educated in society. Freemasons. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I also, I think I mentioned this in episode one, so Alistair Crowley was a, was the a member and then a leader of a group called the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. And the sisterhood of the travelling pants. 
(laughs) (laughs) and his uh, he was like amongst company like Bram Stoker and like uh, this is like a rich people bag like all these secret societies and stuff kind of like it's almost as if stuff like this still goes on (laughs) (laughs) not even to dinner with the Kushners (laughs) (laughs) and also during this period of time Arthur Conan Doyle the writer of the Sherlock Holmes series him and his wife were amongst the most prolific spiritualists so they would have like seances and stuff and try and yeah you would think the renaissance of that right now people love rocks stuff yeah i was listening to a podcast episode this week that's that was titled so sad you believe in crystals <laughs> <laughs> being so sad you believe in crystals and i was like oh i mean they're pretty like that's it up <laughs> me when something bad's happening and i'm like what what where's is the mercury amethyst <laughs> is, is, is mercury in retrograde right now <laughs> weigh her or money and her position in society netta quickly became drawn to the supernatural likely because of the social circles that she was moving in they were probably like on opium to like let's not like beat her in the bush like taking laudanum or smoking laudanum whatever the fuck he did and then like drinking absinthe so like <laughs> <laughs> so they were like they were seeing shit they could see hell um, <laughs> they saw the face of god for real she becomes a member of alpha a omega which was a successor to the notorious hermetic order of the golden dawn and the group's practices were rooted in the occult metaphysics and the paranormal much like this podcast actually <laughs> good for them rebranding though because the hermetic order of the sisterhood of the traveling pants is a lot to say so alpha and yeah. omega is that's easier Charlie <laughs> et al that's what they should be called even he left and like made like another esoteric group that i think it just had like one one word as the title i can't remember though <laughs> it's Brent, hard to <laughs> <laughs> um Following practices similar to their predecessors, members just dedicated themselves to practicing trances and rituals based in meditation that could last for days in order to understand oneself and one's condition. It's crowly shit. Like, yeah. starve yourself for days, meditate for days, in hopes of seeing some shit. They would call it a vision. I would I'm... call it a hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> a mirage. Um, every real housewife of Beverly Hills could do this. All of them easily in their sleep trad wives to do yoga (laughs) (laughs) and like do spiritual meditation like you know the real housewives eat alpha omega (laughs) (laughs) so netta becomes obsessed with the fae when she was reading folklore and studying the works of scottish artist john duncan look him up he does like a lot of artwork that's centered around scottish and arthurian legends as well as mythology and history he has a really good painting his last painting i think was a mary queen of scots and it's in saint andrew's uni now it's a (laughs) very nice it is a very nice painting she looks very somber like i think it's like meant to be like her before her final days basically (laughs) she becomes obsessed with the fae and the idea of visiting the fairy realm using astral travel and spells becomes like her hyper fixation it's assumed that she was drawn to iona because of its connections to druidism and paganism and energy that she could utilize in her own rituals so she packs her bags and moves to london to iona it is meant to be a brief trip she takes are made but upon arriving is like right beat it go back to london and she brought like a a desk 
several other pieces of furniture and loads of clays. So it's like she's she very much intended to stay there for an extended period of time. And her maid gets there and is like, what? Like, <laughs> like why are you man not getting his time? She arrives on the island and she finds a room to rent on a farm with the Cameron family. It's sometimes quoted as being that she just stays with one spooky woman called Mrs. McCray, but I, I think that's wrong. Uh, that is the one that I used in my original article. But, um, it sounds better, to be fair. <laughs> Many of the island's summer visitors had already left as autumn was drawing closer, but given the amount of furniture that she had brought, she's obviously intending to stay there mm. for an extended period of time. The healing ritual that Netta had come to Iona to conduct is similar to the purification rituals that Alistair Crowley had introduced to the Golden Dawn. Purification is a rigorous process, which would explain why Netta intended to stay for so long. If you remember episode one, I think it's similar to... Some of the things that Alistair <laughs> is don't. conducting on the banks of Loch Ness and Bleskin House. Just my theory, though, with these groups, these esoterical groups, like it's you no, know, just like you day one spell or you day one meditation. It's like you're there Generally. and conducting it for weeks, yeah, and you're you're not for like weeks. So Crowley noted that purification could be achieved through strenuous efforts such as fasting sexual abstinence and keeping the body meticulously tidy and undergoing a series of chants and prayers. Crowley was known for his comprehensively symbolic rituals and this differentiated his practices from his contemporaries. He recommended bathing and robing as part of purification. Quote, the bath signifies the removal of all things extraneous and agnostic to the one the, the one fought. The putting on of a robe is the positive side of the same operation. Lot of words. Yeah. Sentiments and words. <laughs> and now we just call it self-care. You go for a bath, <laughs> you shave your legs, and you go into clean sheets. Like, Fiat 500 is on that Crowley ship. Like... <laughs> I am also. <laughs> like, if I ever feel horrible, I, like, mentally, I'm like, if I take a bath, it'll sort of... Yeah, he's kind of onto something with that. He's like, bath and clean jammies. <laughs> he's the first influencer. Netta dresses quite extravagantly. She has like loads of silver jewellery on, she has loads of crazy clothes and robes and stuff. And obviously her Mediterranean features stand out as well compared to the locals on Iona. She looks almost alien. Although it should be said that she did get on with the family that she was staying with. They made a lot of time for her, even though she was like exactly. what they would consider nuts. <laughs> like <laughs> Kind of like she would be like walking around like mumbling to herself and she would openly tell them about the like rituals and stuff that she was conducting. She also like kept diaries and stuff. This so is, everybody was pretty like, familiar with what she was doing. Reminds me of me. Like this is what it's like when I go into work and someone's like, how are you? And then I like, and they're like, oh, okay. Last night I shall traveled. Like, let me tell you a bit. Let me dump that on you right now. And they're like, I was looking for the word fine. She's almost alien to the local villagers and her periods of fasting and time spent on the moors and deep trances only intensified this kind of like the weirdness that everybody thought she had like they were like she's a bit <laughs> she's a bit weirdo. She's kooky. But Mrs. Cameron reported that Netta had instructed her to never seek a doctor, no matter how long she seemed to be in a trance. The Camerons had become accustomed to Netta's eccentric behaviour, and they described to investigators that on Sunday, November 12th, her lodger's behaviour had become paranoid and anxious. Netta described to the Camerons hallucinations including a massless ship flying over the skies of the Iona. 
and shortly after this she becomes very very panicked and she's like packing our belongings into suitcases and stuff and she's like i need to fucking leave and they were like it's a sunday there's no boats and she was like fuck and then she like comes back like later that evening and she's calmed and she's changed her mind about leaving the, the island entirely i would like to say a mastless ship flying through the skies aliens that's UFO. what I'm thinking. This thing is in all, all the sources, the correct sources, the massless ship thing did actually happen. In other sources, they talk about blue lights or the skies at Iona. Can I corroborate that? But the massless ship seems to be consistent. like that one's, yeah, consistent. So UFO, mayhaps. She calms down and that evening she left for a walk. And this is pretty normal for her. But it does happen to be the last time anybody saw her alive. Oh. Seeing that night is closing in, the Camerons searched the immediate area around their farm before alerting police. A search party was banded together, but it was dark, so they agreed to continue the search in the morning. It takes to the full end afternoon for two local men to find Netta's body. Must note, Iona is like a mile in length and then three miles in the other direction. Like, it's not a very big place. Yeah. But you see this like on on like theories of people being like, Iona's a tiny island. Why did it take them two days to find her? It took them a day and a half. But they couldn't like it's November on Iona. Like they can't like it's nineteen twenty nine. Nobody's got like there's no like lamp posts or anything like that. Like so they could only fields. do it in daylight hours, which were short. <laughs> Aye, so they, they find her what I would consider relatively fast. So she's found in a field and she's naked and as I described earlier holes had been dug into the earth surrounding her body. I'm unsure if it they were dug with her hands mm-hmm. like it's just we pocket holes in the earth like a her just like really erratically. Her death certificate states that she had died for natural causes as the result of exposure to the elements. The fact that she's naked is attributed to ritual quite often but yeah. if one has gone through hypothermia psychosis kicks in and you start to think you're really hot and you strip off all your clothes there's no note here about where her clothes actually were she did leave the house wearing clothes because the cameron saw her leave if she's ripped off like what little clothing she had because the cameron's did note that she she didn't intend to go out for a long period of time because she was only wearing like light clothing my guess is that it blew away yeah and like maybe like went into the sea or into some wooded, wooded areas or something it just wasn't found i didn't know that about hypothermia it's can i do you know the is it like when you touch snow and you think your hands are really hot it takes a long time for it to set in with hypothermia like have you ever heard of the dilatov pass incident no it's like a, a group of russian hikers went on like a wee expedition oh yes. and there was like I a they got found in an unusual circumstance because they had all ran away for their camp and they were all they had all been wearing clothing but they like started to take it off and it was that's what happens with hypothermia is that you start to feel like really really hot and really really panicky so you some people strip their clothes off without anybody to collect her body the people of iona raised money for a proper burial for netta and she was interred in the same gravesite as the kings of scotland ireland and norway she's got a wee and it's, uh, I thought that was really nice of them to do that. That is cute, actually. <laughs> no, as unusual as the story is in terms of the 1920s in Scotland, why are people so hung up on this story? 
In the days following her death, the Scotsman published a sensational article and people took it as fact. People, including me. (laughs) So the Scotsman stated that Netta had been naked apart from a long black cloak which had symbols sewn into the seams and that instead of laying upon a series of holes, Netta's body lay upon a cross that had been hacked into the earth made by a knife which was firmly grasped in her cold, dead hands. Oh, that sounds a lot cooler <laughs> like that yeah. sounds a lot more clicky you know they also claimed that the paranoia that net i experienced in the days leading up to her death were due to a cloaked man who was seen wandering around the island who were ultimately was our murderer can you guess who any any theories on who the cloaked Mary man might be <laughs> <laughs> ring fires bobby <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, people are like, this must have been Alistair Crowley. They were having a deep Like, Alistair Crowley was probably kicked out of the UK at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, so people say this is Alistair Crowley, which is pretty much bullshit. People like to say that he's the most evil man on earth. Not true. Complicated bottom. Evil. Yeah. No. no. Demon twink. Yes. Other sources do say that she was found on the fairy mound at Sheehan Moor. If she was found on Sheehan Moor and she had damaged the earth, who's not to say that she wasn't spirited away to the fairy realm? Imagine. Or if she was out there conducting her healing ritual, maybe Netta had let go of everything material that tied her to the physical world and left nothing behind but a purified soul. As I said, it's always been an interesting story to people because it's links to the occult and I think it'll continue to be like that for the next however long, like how podcasts like this or people on YouTube and Reddit and stuff like theorising about what this could have happened to this woman. Like, was it spiritual? Was it madness? And I think... I don't want to like posthumously diagnose somebody with like mental health issues but like it does seem like this woman her mother died when she was really young she was abandoned by her father her two carers died and then she was left at the wills of society and was like caught up in like these esoterical things were like pretty pretty mad like yeah it wouldn't be too much a jump to say if she was somebody with like a nervous disposition and was taken away by all this hype and all this stuff that maybe she would she just had like some sort of mental break and just succumbed to the elements. She she did speak to the Camerons before she left and she seemed quite normal, but they were pretty used to her being like dazed and like meditating all the time and just constantly in trances and stuff. And like as somebody who's like dissociated like quite frequently in the past, like when you're in the frozen, like a proper mental spiral, like it can... Yeah. Be, it can be like that and you're not in control of like what you're doing or where you go like if you go on a walk and you're like that you can walk for a while on autopilot yeah and, then and it's just... probably got dark and she's got turned around so they think there's anything spiritual about it although i do think she was there for spiritual reasons i can see why people would like to sensationalize this i did the first time i ever heard about it i like ran with that scotsman article because it <laughs> sounded so interesting yeah but like in hindsight lies and deceit lies and deceit and another just another story about another poor mentally ill woman that people will continue to talk about forever just kind of like elisa lamb i mean at least she's like remembered forever that's kind of like the impact you want in your life true she's also resting in a place that she was deeply fascinated by yeah and she's also buried with kings amongst kings amongst royalty it's a bit of a downer but I think if she wanted to go in any way, she was at least somewhere that she liked and m- maybe loved. And she got a nice burial by the people of Iona. The people of Iona, nice. in some articles and theories, like some people are like, oh, like she was part of a ritual today with like the people in Iona. 
the people in Iona in nineteen twenty nine are pretty fucking normal. Like it's not like the Wicker Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I think Midsummer ritual, especially like rags in London. Like seem to think that like the Scottish Highlands is very much st- like the Wicker Man. They um, still think that. Like to this yeah, day, they still think that. I'm like, so, have you ever been to Inverness? <laughs> like, like that that is the, like the the theories. But like Iona is like deeply spiritual, very beautiful, but like to say that it's like like the wicker man, like take a day off. <laughs> I beg. <laughs> like people on Reddit take a day off. <laughs> but that's the unusual death in Neta Fornario. If she was there to complete her like ritual that she had got on well i really hope that she did it i really hope that she achieved it anyway on that somber note (laughs) if you want to check out any memes today with this episode or any updates and posts and stuff you can find us on instagram at the creepy podcast tiktok is the same twitter at the creepy pod and if you want to buy your merch you can find it at the creepy podcast.co.uk bye What's after the <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.